0: You are now entering the Pandemic Podcast. What
1: would
0: it feel like to have the confidence other people see in
1: you. It would feel amazing. Right? What's going on with us, yellow jacket? We have yellow jackets in the studio. Because <laughs> we like to...
0: We like to be on constant edge. <laughs> we like so to always... Also... Be in fight or flight constantly. Constantly.
1: So we lock ourselves in a room with yellow jackets. <laughs> half a foot away. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, it's just so American. <laughs> we, we run on Starbucks and fear. That might be our title.
0: <laughs> I'm writing it down.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's, it's a great question because you're like going to the root of self-help or therapy. You know, like I think that's what people are trying to get to is... If I could feel good about myself, if I had good self-esteem, I don't think I would work a job I didn't like. I don't think I would date a person who was wrong for me. Right. Right? I don't think I would neglect my kid. I don't think I would question the things that I'm doing. I don't think I would create situations to make me feel ashamed. Well, codependency is what? When... Other people sway you because you don't have the confidence in you to maybe speak up for what you want, Mm. to even know what you desire sometimes, right? When you're around other people's energy and they have confidence, you kind of fall into their confidence or or their assertiveness because your confidence level is low. Right. Codependency is real. I struggle with it. All the time. I struggle with it in intimate relationships, friendships. It makes me not want to be around certain people because I can't hold my own. Like, I can't keep myself above water. I lose myself, right? And you do the Absolutely, same thing. Absolutely, yeah. And so that, that negative self-talk is the first thing. But also um, doing esteemable things like this podcast... This, every time you do a podcast and you listen to it and somebody says, boy, you really shared some wisdom or, you know, you were really honest in that moment and it made me cry. Right. Right. So if you, when you hear that, that is building your self-esteem, whether you like it or not, just like the negative voice is tearing it down. Right. So we just keep getting up and doing the things that keep feeding us that external positive voice. That is speaking the truth, right? When you hear that, you know that's true because you wouldn't show up again right, for another podcast. Right. So, and I, I'm the same as you. Like, I come to you with these problems that are consistently from low self-esteem. I think my relationship's going to end because the person's going to leave me because I must not feel good enough for a successful relationship. Mm. And I'll sabotage it because my self-esteem... It's almost like it wants to bring you down to, like, an equilibrium...
0: Well, I feel like you sabotage... Not you, just you, but we sabotage it as... When we sabotage things, we're trying to... The, that low self-esteem or whatever it is, is just trying to be like, Yep, I told you, never try anything. Like, it That's wants right. to prove itself right that you're a piece of shit so bad that, that it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: That's right, and that has to happen in childhood, right, like formative years you I, were talking I, I about would, I, I today? think it
0: has to like
1: it it yeah,
0: we were talking about like when like if you don't receive some sort like particularly physical connection when you're a child, it does damage you. I mean, we were talking about the Romanian babies that yeah, don't get held until they get adopted, and then a lot of them have those disorders where they can't connect ever um and so there is something that must happen but what what i can't wrap my head around is how our generation this gen x generation we all had the same experience there's so many of us right now particularly those of us that are in our 40s um i can't speak about the older part of the x generation but for our people that were born in the 70s we have had some sort of collective experience that traumatized us all in the same way
1: yeah because do you know anyone that has good self-esteem
0: no and the people that act like they do are just so disconnected that it's not a real It's not real. I can feel it's not real.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? So what does good self-esteem look like?
0: I think the things that we are doing when we are either just with each other or on the podcast or when we're connecting with other people where we're honest and we cry in a conversation or we get angry in a conversation, self-esteem to me looks like when you can just be authentic in the moment. Without yeah. thinking about what you're gonna say or what you or thinking about what you did say and how it might have been embarrassing or the thing that you did that n- now you know oh what if they're still thinking about that time where I blew up and punched a wall or
1: recreating shame recreating over and over again. yes yeah that's yes. what I do yeah yes yeah I can so, see it clearly that I do that right to me self esteem also is like um, healthy impulses
0: yes like
1: um, you know the person I'm with chooses fruits and vegetables all the time right. without thinking about it to me that's a, he- a healthy self-esteem with your health right
0: right because instead
1: like when I choose uh, I don't know cookies or yeah any white bread <laughs> right. or you know processed processed drink. sugar yeah yeah that's what I'm going for and she's like walking to the garden because she- her body is craving greens like that's it so the impulses like the impulse to say something you know is going to bring shame back to you so I I'm on the journey too, like you, to write my, self-esteem my self esteem because myself I might not seem like I have low self esteem to some people, but it's always in really low. Like right. like scary low. We've
0: had this discussion but we're sharing it now. Talk about what um the acupuncture guy said about it
1: about it he yeah basically um it's he said that i have like a um like a channel inside of me and that channel is uh is basically filled with rage and i understand that from my childhood and all the things that happened to me i have so much rage inside of me um and that like doing things like watching porn or whatever i'm doing you know smoking pot whatever I'm doing to not feel that rage is opening a door to let that into that channel so the 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 over sexualizing thoughts is feeding in and so it's just it's just intertwining with the strong energy of rage and it's running through my body all the time so I just close that channel off right um doing the other stuff, any kind of drugs or, or, you know, trying to make sure I'm not eating boxes and boxes of Skittles, (laughs) you know, this process, all of it's closing the doors to the channel. But then once I do that, that rage is on its own. And now I have to pay attention to that. And like he said, you know, for a little while I have to off gas those thoughts. And while that's been happening, that's what made me want to talk about it is I can see that those thoughts are off gassing And I'm not thinking like that anymore. So, and this is where programming, like people go, oh, you're being programmed by the TV. You're being programmed by the music you listen to. And you're like, yeah, whatever. That sounds right. But then when I really break it down and say, boy, if I'm listening to this music or I'm watching this over-sexualized show, then the next day, everything I look at has like a, a tent of that to it. So, are we that influenced by what we look at and listen to? You know?
0: I, I think we must be. I mean, it it feels right when you say that. Even though, like I said, in in me, I want to be like, no, no, no. Because I don't want to have to look at that in myself. You know what I mean? But it feels like we are. Particularly as people that feel so much of other people's emotions or feel or or intentions or whatever of course we're influenced by what we see what we listen to what we eat what we're putting in our bodies
1: and you don't want to look at that because that's part of your burying your head in the sand absolutely it's like one of your vices it's
0: my vice
1: yeah and if you turn that vice off what what's what's your channel filled with sadness sadness great great so that makes sense and so you might just lose it and yeah. start crying and never All, stop and
0: never stop and then how can i be there for my 10 year old
1: so this these <sighs> these burying your head in the sand these kind of distractions you feel like are helping you to not just get caught into that channel and swept away, right? Right, right. Me too. Right, I... exactly. Because yes. your
0: thing, you've had an experience where someone locked you away. I don't have, like, but maybe people don't get locked away for that. Yeah, they do. Women used to get locked away. I mean, there's a whole, there's books about it in nonfiction and in fiction about women that were locked up for basically depression
1: yeah you just can't handle it you're just too you're
0: too weak too We're weak
1: too weak and we
0: need to protect you
1: <laughs> well you've seen my rage come out oh yeah scared the shit out of me yeah. I mean i've only seen it once <laughs> but that's my channel right so you see why right. I try to suppress that yeah, channel? Yeah, no, I get it. I can't be screaming at people like I was doing in your cafe. <laughs>
0: right.
1: In <laughs> front of children. In front of children. <laughs> that you didn't know. Yeah, And that I didn't <laughs> know. <laughs> That's something I'm always trying to suppress yeah. because it can hurt people. Right. So Right, and
0: I guess the sadness could hurt people too.
1: Like It could leave people behind.
0: Right. And I think it always comes back to my kid because... I chose to have a kid. I chose to have my kid with no support from her father. Like maybe not consciously, but something inside me chose to have this type of experience. And she's ten. She, but then I got to go back to like, well, her spirit chose this existence. So like, I don't know.
1: Well, I think you're doing a really good job at being present.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're,
1: you're talking about it right now. You're you're always present with her. You might be caught up in your sadness and your self-esteem might make you not be fully realized, you know? And right. I think that's what we're doing right now on the planet is like being forced to be realized. Yes. And that might be the the pain might be us coming back to who we really are.
0: Right. And sometimes I... Sometimes I get caught up in this loop of like, well, why do I feel this way? What did happen to me that I, that whatever, and then part of me feels like, well, it doesn't really matter what happened to me. How do I need to like figure out the moment that I got traumatized or, or is it more like just accepting that I have this trauma, maybe unknown trauma but accepting it and then just letting it go. Like why do I have to like self-analyze to the tiniest little detail? Like do I need to do that? I don't know. Am I being a head barrier by not? I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know, I know where my trauma came from. Right. I remember it. Like I remember details of of what happened to me. Um and I still try to figure out where is the where is that where is the thread? for the knot that I could pull Mm -hmm. and then release so that I can feel whole so I can feel safe right all those things I think you do have to kind of figure out the main reasons why you could be overcome with sadness and then maybe grieve for that part of you that didn't receive that but I don't know how how I don't know either how far you're supposed to go into that. I know people bury their heads, like you say. Right. And their lives are really messed up. Right. So it kind of seems like if you don't look at it, your life is going to make you look at it.
0: Right. Well, I think you do have to look at it. I guess, yeah, I think the question really, and you kind of answered it, is like how... Well, you answered it by saying, I don't know also, how deep you need to go. Because as you're saying that, I know that my trauma and only recently figured this out, like, in less than a year ago, really comes from... Like, my sadness is I'm, I felt alone because my parents, while they were physically there, they weren't present. There. You know, they... My mom smokes a lot of pot and always has and lives in this magical little world that you're not able to bring kids to. Like...
1: Perfect. Perfect.
0: So, so I was alone.
1: You were alone. You were left out. Right. Because you do... I know in the past you said your sadness is like um, feeling sorry for yourself. Right. Right? So you didn't have, like, a mother and father who died in a horrific car right. accident. And now you're sad because obviously you're grieving. Right, right. And you're alone. Right. Um, your parents are actually here on this earth, present. and But they were not present in your life. And they were checking out with drugs. or Drugs, yeah. And... You know, it might not be a a mother on the ground with a needle in her arm. Like, it's still checking out. So that little girl inside of you is the one who has that river of sadness running through her. Right, right. So you've just realized it. Now it's getting in touch with that little girl on a daily basis and just kind of recognizing where she is calling out. Yeah. And I think the low self-esteem might be the inner child needing attention. Yes. or, need, you know, needing to be paid attention to by us, right? Reparenting. A lot of reparenting stuff is supposed to be for childhood trauma. If you didn't have parents, then you have to become the parent. And that's hard when you're a parent of a child. Right. And now you have to be a parent of your inner child.
0: <laughs> I'm a double parent.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just had a, a, a discussion this morning with um, with my partner about, like, I try to sabotage my relationship. And I said, I'm not doing that. The 45-year-old man who's standing in front of you knows that this is good, knows that my life is great. I said, but there's a part of me that may be, like you said, 12 years old, I don't know how old, is trying to sabotage because it's so afraid of getting hurt. So I'm still trying to figure out, like, what the fuck? fuck did that little kid need like uh, tell me I do you need me to take you to the six flags i don't know like <laughs> you know like, i know another box of skittles i don't i don't i'm i'm also exhausted of trying to figure out what it is you know i do have results as you can see right um you haven't known me that long, but all my relationships before are not like this relationship. Well
0: and, and I know I know that because you've talked so honestly with me that I do know that's the truth.
1: The way I found out I had trauma, I didn't even know I had trauma until maybe five years ago. Really? I had no idea. I just knew and I sat down with my mom and um my family at the time and said um I I could see that I had everything, you know, that I would I would write stories, I would draw. Everything I did had a level of like Steam building to it, right? Like, I, I did right. something and people would respond to right. it. Right, and they'd be like, oh, this is great. This is great. Right. Or, and I love it. your story, I'd love to help you with it. Great, let's do it. And then I would always sabotage and like quit or walk away or think it sucks or, you know, so I'm, I'm now like a person who may have talent who's never realized. That's my mm-hmm. biggest fear is I'll never be realized if I came to this planet with any talent and then I can't realize it because I had a shitty childhood, was I just a waste of life? Mm. Like, that's my biggest fear. So I sat there and I said, I don't understand why I have low self-esteem. I have all these abilities. I, I can talk to people. You know, I'm not like a, a person who's not able to function in the world, but I have severe low self-esteem and then i then it started to unpack that i was neglected as a child i was abused as a child
0: did your mom help you unpack that or was it cuz you said you sat with your mom and your family so i'm really curious how that happened
1: no they they just agreed that it made no sense mm. of course my mother is a complete narcissist so right. she can't even begin to look at her responsibility Right. The first thing she'll say is, I was a terrible mother. That's what she'll say. I know. You should be on heroin. I was horrible. She leads with that so we can never, ever get into, you know, well, let's talk about what you did. Let's talk about how I experienced my life with a mother who was absent, who abandoned me, abused me, neglected mm-hmm. me. Let's. L- That's fine that I have all those labels. I'm sick of those labels. But let's let's have a conversation about it. So maybe I can understand why you did those things to me. Maybe if I could understand, that my self-esteem might rise. Right. I don't know. You know, that's how I try. You know me. Right. I yeah, have situations yeah. right. right now with jealousy where I just say, "Is there a a one word you could tell me that would make me understand so I could let go of my confusion right. about the past?" Right. So you said it clearly. I mean, I don't know if you've ever put it together like that before. That your mother chose to kind of go to this this magical land where you were not invited.
0: Yeah, no, I've never said it that way before. But it feels like that's what is the root of my.
1: So that and then would... I had a
0: dad who was there but
1: not present. He he checked out too. He they both went to the same land. Yes. And the kids can't come. Right. So then you're there all alone. Right. And so you feel sorry for that little girl who's all alone. Right.
0: And then I, as you say that, I realized like, I was the oldest kid. So then I had to be all alone. But then I, once I had younger siblings, it was kind of my responsibility, how I felt, my responsibility to be there for them. Because otherwise they would be alone too.
1: So that can cause... Resentment.
0: Resentment and the kind of like, oh, I'll take care of them because I need it and I won't take care of myself. There you go.